0: You're listening to Business in Board Shorts, the only podcast dedicated to coastal entrepreneurs and business owners. Let's dive right into this week's episode.
1: Hey, Dan, welcome to the show. Hey, hey man, I am happy to be here and I'm not just saying that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Tell listeners where you are located.
1: Yeah, I am out of Flint, Michigan. Uh, So if you hold your hand up and pretend it's a mitten, it's pretty much dead center.
0: And how long how long have you lived there? Have you lived there your whole life?
1: I have man um, I stayed just outside of Flint um, currently and uh, getting ready to move out of state next year um, so there might be a break in the uh, in the uh, how long I've lived here. but it's been since yeah the day I was born man, I'm a Flint kid born and raised have an affinity for for my city and I'm sure that level will continue even after I'm gone. What would you say the vibes like there? Uh, I always call Flint like a gritty city. Um, And like anything, uh, grit is good and bad. (laughs) So we definitely have some of those national news things that people are familiar with. But uh, at the same time, on the great side of grit, we have resiliency. We have a really um, noticeable tenacity, especially when it comes to business development, and trying to um, kind of reemerge from a lot of negative things that have happened. A lot of great individual leaders and um, business development type organizations. And um, I, uh, I love that I grew up there because I was exposed to just cultural diversity and all kinds of backgrounds and beautiful skin colors and types of people and all those things. Um, so that's always been kind of, you know, home to me, whether I'm Hanging out in the city or traveling abroad.
0: I know you have a couple different things going on. Tell me what you have.
1: Yeah, I got kind of an arc currently, right? So if you don't mind, I'll start at the beginning of that arc, even though it's not the beginning of my story. Um, So I do a lot with story development with businesses, individuals, and startups. And a lot of times video is the vehicle that takes a story where it's going. Um, recently I developed, uh, sandbox.video, which is just a landing page where you can go check out some information and then join our free community if you want. And the free community is just a place to upload videos, stretch your wings, um, you know, work on those video muscles a little bit, get critiques and reviews in a loving manner from a community that's all there for the same thing. So it's kind of a safe place or like, like it's called a sandbox. So you can come and play and not have to worry about, you know, putting those initial videos out to the public. And so far, so good. It's just a cool place to come and stretch your wings. Um, main focus, which is kind of the next step in that arc, is one-minute media. Uh, the backstory on one-minute media is, is something I used to do in real life, where I would actually try to bridge the gap between all these large corporations I was doing work for and the small micro-businesses and solopreneurs and stuff that needed to be able to tell a great story through video, but maybe didn't have the budget to hire me outright. And that's simply, I would go to you know their home offices, their brick and mortar, whatever the case may be, help them get the right gear, set up a couple of lights, decent microphones, smartphone, and really elevate their video and storytelling presence without them having to break the bank. And then during shutdown, um, the first time around, um, we took One Minute Media and made it digital. So now it's coursework and private membership, kind of a DIY approach to the same exact thing. And we still meet with people via Zoom. We help get the right gear in. Um, we come back help them set it up test it and all that kind of stuff and then sometimes people have us um you know edit and polish the final uh you know video or or podcast episode or whatever they're doing or sometimes they take it all on their own and we got some of those uh alumni members too who just took what we gave them and ran with it and do great things with storytelling and video now um and then the final piece of the arc I was brought on as a co-founder for maven that video, which is um, a place where you can put videos, collect email addresses for like kind of a video newsletter and people can essentially be patrons of you and your work. So you can put some of your work behind a paywall and they can just, you know, give you a little bit of money each month and get access to those goodies behind the scenes, deep dives, all that fun stuff. So I'm trying through that arc to take people from possibly never having told their story or been on video before, to doing so and doing so comfortably. And then maybe even making some money by doing so.
0: What came first, the your video expertise or the storytelling? Like, How, to, storytelling, how did you merge those two together? Or has it always been that way? Uh,
1: no, I, I definitely, um, storytelling came first. And I definitely was aware of that. I just wasn't an entrepreneur at the time. So I was using it that skill set and that leverage in a lot of different ways in my life to make money. I just didn't know there was a thing called entrepreneurship. And I was a partner in a couple of different businesses or management level and a couple of things that I helped start, but it was never quite my own. But storytelling was always the thing that even though I wasn't aware of what I was doing, I was always doing, I used to be in a band printed and sold a lot of shirts. And then the printer would be like, Hey, do you know any other bands that would buy shirts? And I'm like, yeah. And I'd get a cut from those sales. And then I would help them with their design and their website and all that kind of stuff and start telling their story as a band so they could grow their brand. And so it kind of started there. Um, And then we made a music video for the band that I was in and that's where I got my first real dose of kind of filmmaking and narrative and what story can do through video and then I was hooked and that was uh, 2009 so storytelling first and then the vehicle video taking story where it goes was second.
0: What was your aha moment to go out on your own.
1: You know, it's it's a pretty straightforward, like, I'm just sick of not having any control over the way that a business is running. I was, like I said earlier, I was always a partner. I was always kind of second or third to know. <laughs> um, I was always being kind of looked over, even though my expertise or skill set might outweigh someone else's just because I wasn't in an ownership position or something like that. And I worked for a production company where I was brought on for my graphic design skills, but I learned camera, um, motion graphics, animation, special effects, editing, all those things while I was there in my spare time. And then as I became better and better with that, I was supposed to get a partnership that never came to fruition. And at a certain point, I got fed up and said, it's time to do it on my own. So that was that moment where I realized that, um, you know, it was it was what I wanted to do. And I was ready to uh, put some serious time into it.
0: And what would you say is your favorite thing about being your own boss?
1: Um, not wearing real pants, (laughs) you know, that actually carries, um, back before, uh, COVID and the shutdown and everything, because, you know, I wear like cargo shorts with military print on them or whatever, or track pants or whatever. I've always been like a jeans and t-shirt guy. Um, Earrings, beard, tattoos—the whole thing. So, like, um, I think just being able to do things my own way, and then eventually transcending into a uh, an area of entrepreneurship where a lot of times no one really even cared about me anymore; they just cared about the budget, the work, and delivery. So it was kind of cool that I could go into a boardroom, you know, with tattoos hanging out and talk to a bunch of suits and still get the job because it was more about execution and not so much about you know looking good as an employee or something like that.
0: Yeah, no, I resonate with that, you, you, know, you know my story. So whether uh, you're wearing, you got tattoos and camo shorts or uh, board shorts and you're getting ready to surf, it doesn't matter, like you got the expertise. There's two things I love, catching rays and, and catching new business. But getting tan is a lot easier than getting your business found online. If you're struggling to get new customers from your website, Let my decade of experience work for you. Surf on over to callmect.com and fill out a quick form. I'll be sure to answer as soon as I get back from the beach. I think that also transitions to the, the antipreneur moniker that you have. to just talk on that real quick.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, late 2017, I was just making a piece of, uh, video content. And at that time, uh, like Gary Vaynerchuk was getting huge. He had already been big and growing, but that's really when it started to kind of like, okay, this guy's like everywhere. And so you got a lot of that hustle culture and you got a lot of other gurus and stuff saying, you know, just follow my checklist and get a Lamborghini and all that BS and I was getting so sick of it. And then I don't know. And I'm not blaming Gary Vee by any means, but like there was just enough people in that span of time that were like entrepreneur, entrepreneur, entrepreneur. And I was like, you know what? It used to be back in my day, <laughs> date myself a little bit. Um, that if you said I'm an entrepreneur, someone would look at you and go, Oh, that means you don't have a job. I'm sorry. And now you say you're an entrepreneur and someone else is like, Oh yeah, me too. And you're like, are are, are you though? You know, not not questioning everyone, but are you? Um. So it was just one of those things where I was kind of ranting and raving, having a little fun on a video. And I was like, you know what? There's no magic pills. There's no silver bullets. There's no blueprints to get a Lamborghini. I'm sick of this crap. Entrepreneurship shouldn't be a sexy term. It should be something that you eat, breathe, and sleep. You know what? I'm not an entrepreneur. I'm an anti-entrepreneur. And it was just accidental. I just said it off the top of my head and the word anti popped in and the word worked, you know? So I said it, and a couple, a couple of days later, you know, one of my audience members was like, dude, that's awesome. I love that you should roll with that. And I'm like, roll with what, you know, and it, it, the entrepreneur thing. And I was like, oh, uh, yeah, I guess, you know, made a couple more videos, said it a couple more times, more people resonated. And fast forward, when it came time to launch my podcast, I'm like, well, I'm just going to call it the entrepreneur show because I'm lazy and I don't want to come up with something else. And then over time it became this thing that not only do I believe in really strongly, I hope other people eventually, and not for my sake, but I hope other people eventually call themselves entrepreneurs, because it's more of just kind of like crush the status quo business principles matter. And that's your foundation. You don't have to deviate from that, but what you build on that foundation is yours. And if someone else tells you here's 10 steps to success, like I have, eh, I might run the other way. Um, so that's kind of where it came from. And now, It's permeated into everything I do because if you search Dan Bennett, you find some 80s magician guy, and it's hard to break uh, into (laughs) Google search as Dan Bennett. So I'm the entrepreneur everywhere. Three questions to close out the show. First,
0: what tips, tricks, hacks, however you want to phrase that, have you discovered to keep your productivity day to day?
1: I definitely uh, have a morning routine. And it's one of those things I used to think, you know, sounded fluffy when entrepreneurs said it. And then I started implementing one and I was like, oh, that's why successful people do this. <laughs> um, and I stick to it um, out of all the habits I'm trying to build. That's the one that I'm, I'm really like trying to stick to every single day, even if I only put a couple entries in. And it kind of sets the tone for the day. You can reflect them the day before you can look ahead to what you need to accomplish. Uh, so that's probably one that I would say that I wholeheartedly agree with. And even if it's just, you know, little tiny field notes, book, um, grab it, pay five bucks for it, get yourself a pen and just put a couple lines each day to start. Best business advice. Uh, tell everyone what you're up to. I've, Often said, I don't like giving advice. I like getting people to think, but I will talk about storytelling and video because they're my expertise. So I'll give advice there. But anywhere else in business, I just try and get someone to think differently. But over the last six months, this has worked so much for me that I'm feeling okay giving it as advice now to everyone. And that is talk about what you're doing, talk about what you're about to do, talk about what you're trying to accomplish. Because the human condition is to be helpful, it's to be a tribe, it's to keep top of mind what someone told you. And maybe do something to help them along the way and i've found at least in my life that entrepreneurs are even more setting out to be helpful than the average human so if in all your circles all your networking all of your guests you know guesting on a podcast you're talking about what you're up to and what you're trying to accomplish doors start opening and that's because you've let the world know you've let people around you know what you're trying to do and a lot of times Six months goes by and someone's like, hey, Dan, are you still trying to do that thing? I just met someone who I think might be a good fit for you. Boom. And had you never talked about it, they would never know.
0: I love that, that's really good. What would you say is the best life advice?
1: Best life advice, Um, go easy on yourself. I am in a profession where there's a lot of production and I help a lot of entrepreneurs um, with production. And a lot of times I get to be part of the launch, which is very special. So taking someone from zero to making videos or zero to launching a podcast and filling in all those technical aspects and 70% of the conversations I'm having the whole time are, Hey, quit beating yourself up. If your friend was launching a podcast, you wouldn't beat them up. So go easy on yourself would be my life advice.
0: I appreciate you jumping on it. Where can my listeners check you out online?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I tried to make it easy. Uh, I'm theantipreneur.com forward slash link stack. And that's very literal, like a stack of links. I'm the antipreneur.com slash link stack. And that is all the places you can find me. Uh, If you go to any social media platform and search antipreneur, there's a real good shot. You're going to find me. And then if it's okay, I wanted to let your audience know that I had a little freebie forum um, around storytelling. And I'm sure this will be in the show notes because it's a little weird, but the number one min.media slash story spine. And that's a great way to get your brain going, start telling story a little bit, and maybe eventually end up on camera doing it.
0: I really appreciate you jumping on and appreciate your friendship and uh, continued success. And I know we'll be talking very soon.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me on. And um, likewise, I appreciate your friendship as well. We have great talks off recording as well. And keep doing what you're doing, man. Keep it short, sweet, and punchy. And people are just going to love the fact that you're bringing information their way.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Have a good one.
1: Cool. See ya. You're
0: still here? Well, while I have you, if you found today's episode valuable or useful, I would love if you could head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. It really helps to expand the reach of the podcast. And if not, then just forget the last 10 seconds. Thanks. Talk to you next week.